Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast with Sara. Did you know that you don't need to live feeling defeated in any area of your life? I believe a huge part of us learning to live from the place of victory is learning to see from God's perspective and discern what's heaven's agenda in this particular season in your life and in the world around you. In this podcast, we will practice discerning what God is doing, both regarding our individual journeys and corporately, so that we can partner with Him in seeing His kingdom come and will be done right now on earth as it is in heaven and live our lives undefeated. So I had a dream earlier this week where one of my leaders, Leslie Crandall, told me that we were going to have something called revive nights for four nights in a row. And uh, a revive night is not something we have called any of our meetings before. And I had actually never heard that name, at least not that I can remember But in the dream, I figured it must be some sort of a worship and prayer night. And because Leslie is one of our first year school of ministry leaders, I figured it's probably something with our school, BSSM. And in all honesty, in the dream, my initial reaction was that, oh no, my schedule is already so maxed out, like... How am I going to manage another program and creating rosters and scheduling dancers? And oh my goodness, like it's going to be so draining. (laughs) But it was like the Holy Spirit interrupted me in the middle of the dream and said that, hey, there's a reason why these nights are called revive nights. And that he said that I'm actually going to come and revive you and bring refreshing and you're not gonna feel drained but you're actually gonna feel energized by my presence and when I woke up I was like wow like that's that's fascinating and and also I was kind of praying about the whole dream and I felt like the number four like Leslie said in a dream that there would be four nights like it for me it felt like Rather than being like literal four nights, I felt like God started to talk talk to me about uh, the four winds, the spirit of God coming from the four winds in the book of Ezekiel. And that it would be something that would actually have a global impact and how in that uh, passage it's talking about the spirit of God breathing on the slain, breathing on the dry bones and literally reviving them, making them come alive. And actually, I do want to read this whole scripture and passage from Ezekiel 37 verses 1 through 10. I'll read it from NIV. Oh, so it says, The hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord And set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? 
I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, calm breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just feeling the presence of God even right now. And like, I feel like God's been speaking in so many ways to me and also to our whole community, how he is wanting to come and revive and refresh us in this season and and I'm just prophesying that kind of personal powerful revival over each one of you who are listening to this episode that you will experience the wind of God's spirit oh, coming to you not just to refresh you but literally revive you back to life and even in areas where it feels like it's too late, I just prophesy that it's never too late, that wherever the Spirit of God blows, He brings life, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of your history, that He is the life giver. And even in areas where you may not even realize that something in you has died, that His presence, His Spirit would blow on you and just make your heart come alive, make your dreams come alive. Oh, and I I had a powerful encounter personally with Jesus just yesterday in our BSSM staff meeting. And it felt like in the moment of time, God just filled me up with fresh grace and fresh strength. And it was one of those encounters when I physically felt the power of God so like tangibly that my body actually shook because of God's presence and I physically felt the power of God strengthening my spirit and my soul and my body and it literally felt like he also came to expand my capacity to carry things in this season oh and even in as I'm my role as a pastor, as I'm covering and pastoring others, that it felt like God is expanding my capacity to, 
to empower others and release others to minister and oh and I I know that it's it's not about external manifestations but sometimes it does feel like God needs to shake us up a little bit to fully wake us up to life and I I just feel like even today that he's saying that do not resist his shaking whether it's an external shaking that you feel in your physical body or it's an internal shaking that you feel the Lord come and and just breathe into your soul into your spirit and yeah I just speak that grace over you to to so surrender to so like give your full yes to him that God has permission to come whatever way he chooses whether he comes um, like an earthquake or storm or whether he comes as a just uh, a gentle breeze that Lord yeah Lord we just say to you right now that we give you permission whatever way you choose to come we say yes to you that we need your presence Lord that we cannot fulfill any of our even callings or assignments from you without your presence Lord that we need a fresh outpouring we need the wind of your spirit to fully make us come alive. And we say yes to you. Lord, we give you our full yes with no conditions. Our yes is yours. Yeah, thank you, Father. Wow. Yeah, and I, I absolutely, I love those encounters when God supernaturally just comes and intervenes and revives us in the moment. But I also believe it's important for us to learn to actually take time to intentionally rest in His presence and wait on Him and, and posture our hearts and our spirits in the way that we create space for Him to come and revive us and it was actually quite funny because this Monday, as I was, you know, I was planning on talking to my second year dancers about rest and, and waiting on the Lord. And we're planning on doing some exercises where the dancers learn to be completely still and then move from that place of stillness and demonstrating that how even our movement is much more powerful when it comes from that place of rest and stillness. And when I walked into the classroom before my class, uh, I glanced at the whiteboard and somebody had written there uh, this title, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, <laughs> which actually it's a book title by John Mark Comer. I haven't actually read the book, but this sounds like a brilliant title for a book. And even just for this season, the ruthless elimination of hurry. <laughs> um, and I feel like God has been speaking about the importance of making time and creating space for him to come and refresh us. And, and that oftentimes it does mean that like we need to learn uh, to be still. And even like, you know, learning the difference between what feels urgent and what is actually important. Um, like in practical terms, I was thinking sometimes when I have a bunch of emails in my inbox and they can feel very urgent, but actually like 
in uh, in God's priority table, they are not the urgent things. They are they and for me, they should actually be uh, the things that are not on the list of most important things to do. Like I, I need to have the core value in my heart and in my spirit that translates to my whole life. That what is important is actually that I take time to be still before the Lord, that I take time not to just, you know, get through things, but like I, I really stop and listen and I, I take time to pray. I take time to listen to God's heart and, and taking time to, you know, read my Bible, not just as a routine, but, uh, but as a place where I'm creating the space, I'm creating room for the Holy Spirit to come and encounter me. Oh, and, and I know like sometimes, especially when you are in full-time ministry, it can feel like you are on this like endless, uh, you know, wheel where you just run and run and run and run and it never ends. And, and I have felt that urgency in my spirit to actually like be intentional about the time that I, I'm not putting other people's, uh, needs before, uh, the, like the need to actually minister to God's heart and listen to what's on his heart. Oh, and, and I feel like this is something so important, especially in this season where there are so many things happening. And even whilst God, I do believe that he is expanding our capacity to do also a lot of things. And there are a lot of important things for us to do, but just even the phrase like only one thing is needed uh, from the story of like, you know, Mary and Martha, that Mary chose the good part and, and that we actually, we get to choose to be with the Lord. Like uh, we get to be the ones who make the choice to be with him and create space for him and, and actually minister to his heart. And I, just earlier this week, I also happened to see a short video by Seth Dahl where he said that if evil in the Greek language basically translates into hurry, then as soon as I start hurrying, I yield my authority away from God and to the devil. As soon as I'm in a rush, I'm probably not following the Lord anymore. And I know that's a very sobering word and I haven't actually done a personal uh, study on the Greek language, what, uh, what evil means in, um, in Greek language, but I totally believe that what he's saying is true, that it basically translates into hori. I'm sure it includes other things too. And obviously, like, you know, this doesn't mean that there are never moments when the Holy Spirit prompts us to do something urgently and quickly, but uh, it's learning the difference between always just being in a hurry or in a rush uh, and and difference between when God is actually asking you to do things quickly and when you are just in the ministry wheel or you are just in the business wheel or whatever sphere of, um, you know, you are working in, like that we are not just filling our timetable with things, thinking that the more busy we are, the more effective we are, but actually realizing like sometimes it's the busyness that's actually stealing from us and stealing the real connection between us and God and even between us and other people. And 
I know Corrie Ten Boom um, has said that if the devil cannot make us bad, he will make us busy. And I also just recently saw a quote by Paul Washer. I don't know actually who he is. And I don't know what other values he stands for, but I thought this was also a brilliant quote that he said that one of the greatest attacks of the enemy is to make you busy, to make you horrid, to make you noisy and to make you distracted, to fill the people of God and the church of God with so much noise and activity that there is no room for prayer. There is no room for being alone with God. There is no room for silence. There's no room for meditation. Yeah, and and I feel like, you know, God is highlighting this area of making time to be still before him because he's actually wanting to come and revive us in such a powerful way. And I was thinking of the scripture in Isaiah 40 verse 31, the King James Version says that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And I love how in this scripture, it brings this idea together that, that as we actually wait on the Lord, that that's the place where he gets to come and renew our strength and that's the place where we will not grow weary and we will not be faint and also it's interesting how um, actually some translations say instead of wait upon the Lord it says those who hope in the Lord and and some translations actually that say that those who wait in hope that actually the Hebrew word that's used there, it contains the meaning of both waiting and hoping. And, and that's the type of waiting upon the Lord that we are called to do. That it's not just some like, you know, I'm just going to pause and not do anything. Or I'm going to wait in anxiety or fear or, you know, frustration. But I'm actually waiting in hope because I know that God is wanting to encounter me. I know he's wanting to um, meet me where I'm at. And um, in Psalm 130, I'll just read from verse 5 through 7. This is from NIV. It says that I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. Wow. Again, so there's the same idea that we are waiting in hope because we know that with God is unfailing love and full redemption. So in, in whatever place you feel lack or uh, where you are in need of redemption, that we actually just get to, rather than trying to, you know, fight for our own rights or, you know, uh, force things to come through, like that 
God is wanting to fight for us and he's wanting to bring full redemption and he's just asking us to, you know, pause and wait on him and trust him and and hope in him and and actually like activate our faith in him and um knowing that he wants to come and revive. And I also want to read from Psalm 85. I'll read from the Passion Translation, the verses 6 through 9. So it says that, Revive us again, O God. I know you well. Give us a fresh start. Then all your people will taste your joy and gladness. Pour out even more of your love on us. Reveal more of your kindness and restore us back to you. Now I listen carefully for your voice and wait to hear whatever you say. Let me hear your promise of peace, the message every one of your godly lovers long to hear. Don't let us in our ignorance turn back from following you, for I know your power and presence shines on all your devoted lovers. Your glory always hovers over all who bow low before you. Yeah, I love how in that verse again, like it's the like asking God to revive us, but it it comes from that place of faith. Like it says that I know you well, that we are actually partnering with God's heart, knowing that it's actually his heart to come and revive every part of us and um yeah that it's 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 his loving kindness that he's actually wanting us to taste and see that he's good and and get to enjoy his presence and i'm gonna read one more verse from hosea 6 um i'll actually read one verses one through three it says that come let us return to the lord He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Yes, I and I love how also in this scripture, how it talks about like, you know, let us acknowledge him like as we are, as we are waiting on like we are actually pressing on to acknowledge him, knowing that as surely as the sun rises, he will appear and that he is the one who is actually wanting to come and revive us. That it's actually, we are aligning ourselves with his heart. Yeah, we are acknowledging that that's his heart. That he's wanting to come and he's wanting to meet with us. And, and obviously not just like a one-off meeting, but he's wanting us to abide in his presence like it says here that that we may live in his presence and (laughs) i feel like sometimes god needs to it's kind of like he needs to put a pause over our lives um 
And I kind of smiled about this because I, I just happened to read this week also a prophetic word by Nate and Christy Johnston, who are powerful prophetic voices. And, uh, and they word also included this whole like that God has placed a pause over you. And <laughs> so I'll just read this word. It's not long. It just says that this is where your heart needs to come back to life if you are to embrace what I am leading you into. That is why I have placed a pause over you so that you could surrender the knapsack of the bitter season. You can't carry Egypt with you and I can't let you or it will poison you tomorrow. This is where you need to trust me in the details of this transition. You don't need to be in damage control anymore, but prioritize my presence and you will live in wonder again. Wow. So sometimes, you know, God pauses us so that we can surrender the heavy burdens of the past season. And, and I think sometimes he literally needs to shake us up so that all the yesteryear's baggage falls off and things, things that we are holding on to, that we actually let go of that and that we are free to move into the next season. And, and I think sometimes if we are, we are just not pausing ourselves, that God is the one who actually places a pause over us and it's like the psalm 23 says that he makes me lie down in the green pastures like god is actually okay says that now it's time for you to lay down now it's time for you to stop and this is gonna be for your own good because i'm gonna restore and revive your life and i uh actually i want to read the whole psalm 23 from the passion translation i feel like it's very very prophetic for this season as well. So it goes, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the path, right path, and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, 
I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Wow. Yeah, and I I just want to pray for all of you. <laughs> yeah, I I just thank you God that you want to encounter all of us, that you want to revive us. Yeah, and I just say spirit of God come from the four winds and breathe on this lane that we may live. Lord, we we need your refreshing. We need your presence. We need you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. That, Lord, we cannot do this on our own. Yeah. That there's no real life outside of your presence. That we are like dead, dry bones without you. Without your breath in our lungs, God. Yeah, and I just ask for a fresh baptism of your spirit over us. Yeah, Lord, won't you come and revive us and and also won't you come and teach us to pause and be still before you, Lord, we give you permission with our lives and Lord, we give you our full yes, Lord, whatever way you want to come, you have our yes. Yeah, we thank you, God, and thank you that you are such a good shepherd that you know how to lead us, that your leadership is perfect in our lives. And Lord, we trust you and we wait on you in hope. We wait on you in faith, knowing that that's your heart, that Lord, you are wanting to revive every part of us. Yeah, that you are the giver of life. You are the source. There is no other source. There's no life outside of your presence. Yeah, Jesus, we need you so much. Yeah. Yeah. We are so open to you, God. Yeah, come breathe on us. Come fill us. Yeah, thank you, Lord. We say yes to everything that you have for us in this season. Yeah, we love you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen.